Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Joining us to continue on with our monthly conversation on the emerging markets. Glad to welcome back. Joining me in studio today, Alejo Zerwanko, the Chief Investment Officer for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Alejo, great to be with you here in person. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. Absolutely. So, Alejo, I know you're joining our listeners, our clients today to talk about your team's monthly flagship report, Investing in Emerging Markets. The title for this month, and we'll dive into the meaning a bit, that being Investing in a Multi-Speed World. So let's dig into this a bit. You open up the piece arguing that the global economy seems poised to operate at multiple speeds in the months ahead. So can you speak to what that means exactly, Alejo? Absolutely, Dan. Look, We've been highlighting for some time that historically, for central banks to be able to control inflation, they had to hike interest rates above the level of inflation and keep it there for some time. When you look at what's going on in the U.S., the Fed's most favored price uh, pr- inflation pressure measure, which is the personal consumption expenditure or PCE inflation, it came, out, came up at 5.4% in January. Policy rates are still at 475. So in conclusion, I think the Fed still has quite a bit of work to do ahead of, of itself. Um, we need to consider that this has already been the fastest pace of monetary tightening in 45 years. And um, for this reason, we're staying with a baseline scenario of a meaningful slowdown in the U.S. economy in the months ahead. Simultaneously, when you think about what's going on in China, the turnaround from zero COVID towards a full reopening has been quite astounding. This will continue to support growth in China, but also in economies that are closely linked to the Asian giant from manufactured goods exporters in North Asia, commodity exporters in Latin America, tourist destinations across Southeast Asia. Finally, when you look at what's going on in Europe, I think the region has shown an ability to weather the energy crisis better than expected. So you've got the main drivers of the global economy operating at different speeds, likely in the months ahead. Now, adding to the complexity of the analysis is the fact that geopolitical tensions remain quite high. The war in Ukraine has entered, entered its second year, sadly. The current situation, both on the battlefield and also on the diplomatic front does not point to an end of hostilities anytime soon. And of course, in addition, then U.S.-China tensions remain high. We expect a regime of increasing restrictions on technology transfer and capital flow between both nations. So the economic engines of these economies and these regions not exactly operating in alignment. There seems to be some differences depending on the region we're talking about. So thank you, Alejo, for clarifying that for us. In terms of implications for investors, what would those consist of? Definitely. This is not an easy environment to operate in as an investor. In our view, blanket risk-on, risk-off calls are unlikely to work this year. And I think investors will have to take a more nuanced and regionally selective approach to risk decisions while trying to make the best of a new environment, one in which higher interest rates seem to be here to stay. Um, Within our portfolios, we are diversifying beyond the U.S. and growth stocks, and we're actively seeking income opportunities. And I think that emerging market assets can help investors achieve 
both these goals. In terms of investment opportunities, that becomes the question on the minds of investors. What is the chief investment office, Salejo, recommending at this time? Right. Starting with emerging market equities, um, I do recognize that Fed tightening is a clear headwind. Mm -hmm. The China reopening is a clear tailwind. In our analysis, on net, the situation globally is not a bad one for emerging market equities, given its pretty sizable weight towards Asia Pacific. Mm -hmm. When we look at earnings momentum and earnings revisions, this has this have bottom it both in absolute terms and in relation to developed markets, particularly the US. And in our view, valuations of emerging market equities remain relatively attractive. In this context, we rate emerging market equities as most preferred in our portfolios. We have a tactical preference for China and other North Asian markets over, say, India. We expect high-quality earnings growth leaders such as internet and e-commerce companies to outperform. And finally, we continue to favor environmental, social, and governments, governance leaders for their ability to mitigate downside risk and their appealing pricing. Moving on to fixed income, we think spreads on emerging market bonds should remain fairly well supported in coming months, and we see value particularly in sovereign bonds where the high-yield segment offers room for spread compression. To note is that Latin America in its corporate bond space offers a range of attractive income opportunities spanning both countries and industries. So all in, Dan, I think this is likely to be another challenging year for financial markets, but emerging markets can help investors achieve return and portfolio risk objectives. And it sounds like there's opportunity across multiple asset classes as well. That's correct. We're favoring in portfolios both emerging market equities and selectively emerging market bonds. Well, Alejo, thank you very much for dropping by the studio for Top of the Morning. It was great to do this in person, and thank you for speaking to the publication as well, Investing in a Multi-Speed World. That is the monthly flagship from the Emerging Markets team here at the Chief Investment Office. I will encourage our clients of UBS listening in. Do reach out to your financial advisor if you would like to receive a copy of the Investing in Emerging Markets flagship directly. You can also locate a copy on the website UBS.com slash CIO. Though, again, for today, we have been joined by the Chief Investment Officer for Emerging Markets of Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office, Alejo Zerwanko. Alejo, thank you again. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Absolutely. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.